Ihya Olamuddin by Imam Ghazali Chapter 8 Volume 2 Rules and Regulations of Journey Journey is a means to ward off undesirable things or to get objects of love. It is of two kinds, a physical journey from one's native place to a distant country. Number two, mental or spiritual journey to God in the heavens. The second one is better, but it is fraught with dangers and difficulties and the path is unknown and unacquainted. So, the journeyers are indifferent to the wealth of this path. When the journeyers in this path are few, God says of this path, I shall show them my signs in the vacant regions and in yourselves. God says there are signs in the world and in yourselves for the believers. Don't you mind? He who keeps away from the journey is said by God in the following verse as an unbeliever. You pass by these signs morning and evening, don't you understand? God says, how many signs are there in the heavens and the earth which appear to show, appear to them always, but they remain heedless from them. He who remains satisfied with this journey, roam in such a paradise cheerfully, which extends to the heaven and the earth, though his body remains in his house. Rules of journey from beginning to end. Journey means to go from one place to another. There are benefits and harms of the journey. One is to shift from his place to the residence on account of religion or for the search of livelihood. There are therefore two kinds of objects of search, worldly and next-worldly. Name and fame, wealth and riches, power and influence are the worldly objects of search. Acquisition of knowledge is a religious matter and a journey for this purpose is of two kinds. Journey for acquisition of religious knowledge and for the correction of one's character and conduct or journey for the acquisition of knowledge of the wonderful creations of God such as the journey of Alexander. Journey for actions with the learning is of two kinds, to visit the holy places such as Makkah, Medina, Baitul Maqdis or journey for defense on the frontiers of Islamic State. Journeys are also undertaken for visiting the holy shrines of the religious leaders and friends of God and those of the religious people who are alive. Thus it is seen that there are different purposes of journey. Number one, purpose. Journey for the acquisition of knowledge is of two kinds, compulsory and optional. When acquisition of knowledge is compulsory, journey for that is also compulsory. When it is optional, journey for that is also optional. The Prophet said, he who comes out of his house for the acquisition of knowledge remains in the path of God till he returns home. The Prophet said, if a man crosses a path in the search of learning, God makes his path of paradise easy. Hazrat Sa'id bin Musayyab travelled many days in the search of one hadith. Hazrat Shubi said, if a man travels from Syria to distant Yemen to hear a sermon, his journey is not fruitless. Hazrat Jakhir bin Abdullah traveled from Medina to Egypt for one month and heard a hadith from Abdullah bin Anas Ansari. Number two, journey for the correction of one's character and conduct. To walk in the path of the next world is not possible without character and conduct. 
He who does not inquire into his hidden faults cannot purify his heart. The name journey means to turn away from bad character and conduct of the people for which God reveals the secrets of the heavens and the earth. In journey, a man's character is disclosed. When a person was brought before Omar ibn al-Khattab as a witness, he asked him, Were you with anybody in a journey for which you have known his character? He said, I was not. Omar then said, Then I don't think you know him. Bashar Hafi said, O learned men, if you would have come out in journey, you would have been purified, because if water is logged in a place, it becomes polluted, and if it is flowing, it is made pure. In short, if a man remains confined in his house, his character and conduct are kept limited, and his bad character is not disclosed as an opportunity, no opportunity arises in his case to see things opposed to his nature. Number 3. Journey for seeing the wonderful creations of God There is food for reflection in the wonderful, journey, wonderful creations of God. There is nothing in the world, the mountains, the seas, the heavens and the various creations which do not testify to the unity of God. He who appreciates it can see and hear them and he who does not pay attention to them cannot appreciate it. By hearing we mean the hearing of the heart. Ear cannot hear without sound and it appreciates the present condition. It is just like saying of a man who narrates a story of wall and nail. The wall says to the nail, don't give me trouble. The nail says, ask anyone who beats me. The rod which is behind me beats me. Why does it not give me up? There is no sign in the heavens and the earth which does not bear testimony to the uniqueness and unity of God. It is its Tawheed. Various kinds of things glorify God's name. Nobody understands their glorification or Tasbih as they do not undertake mental journey. If it is not possible, Sulaiman would have not understood the words of the birds and Musa the talks of God. Those talks have got no words or sounds. The signs of writing that are on the back of lifeless things can be appreciated by a man of deep insight. His outward journey is not required. Only his mental journey is required. Such a man has got objectives of joy in hearing and he can command the sun, the stars and the moon. The sun, the stars and the moon roam in a cycle of time once, twice or many times in a month or a year. If a man goes around the mosque other than that of the Kaaba for which he is ordered, his actions would be considered as wonderful. If a man who has been ordered to roam around the sky roams around the earth, his actions will be considered wonderful. So a sojourner who cannot roam in the material world remains within the station of his own house without crossing the various stations to reach God. For this reason, a pious man said, Man says, open your eyes, you will see the wonderful creations of God. But I say, close your eyes and you will see them. Both the views are true. The first man gives the news of the first station near the house and the second man gives the news of the distant stations in the mind. Without the satisfied soul of the sojourner, the distant stations cannot be crossed. 
Sometimes he roams for many years in one station. Sometimes God's grace shows him the straight path and there are a few who can catch this favor of God. Those who cross these stations by the light of God's grace can earn a lasting fortune. The sovereignty of the spiritual world is like of this world. Firstly, those who search it are few and out of the many remain in the face of destruction and they decrease considerably while the goal is reached. Those who are cowards cannot get this sovereignty. In order to get the high rank, one is to labor hard and to pass many sleepless nights. God does not give this to the idol or the coward. The second kind of journey. It is a journey for divine service such as pilgrimage, jihad or visit to the shrines of the prophets or the companions of the prophets. The merits which are gained by calling on the living sages who are alive cannot be obtained by visiting the graves. Journey for such a purpose is allowed and following the hadith is not an upstate of that. The Prophet said, Don't the camel, don't tie your camel in any place except in three mosques. This mosque of mine, which is the mosque in Medina, the mosque of Makkah, and the distant mosque, which is Baitul Maqdis. Except these three mosques, all other mosques are equal in rank. The merits in meeting the living sages are greater than meeting those who are dead. There is written in the Torahs, Meet with your brother Muslim for the sake of God after walking even four miles. We have been informed about the merits of visiting the mosque of Medina and Kaaba. The merits of visiting Baitul Maqdis are also great. When Umar ibn al-Khattab traveled from Medina to Baitul Maqdis and prayed five times within the mosque, Solomon prayed to God, O God, if a man wishes to visit the mosque and does not wishes, wish anything except praying therein, let him to lose your mercy till he remains therein. When he goes out of the mosque, take him out of his sins, as on the day his mother gave birth to him, God accepted his dua. The third kind of journey. It is good to make a journey to get free from causes obstructing the religion. It is the way of the Prophet to flee from getting free form work which is beyond one's capacity. It is also compulsory to flee away from for freeing the mind from engagement in actions named fame and power. Unless the mind is freed from things other than God, the religion does not become perfect. It is not possible. The more one gets free from troubles, the better it is for the mind to be free from such thoughts. The mind can be made light or heavy. Those who can increase them are ruined. It is not safe for the worldly man to get relief from anxieties unless he makes a journey to a distant place and frees his mind from all sorts of worldly anxieties. Mind has got no space, both for the creator and also for the created. There are some men like the prophets who are mentally strong, like those who are physically strong. There are differences even in their physical strength. How many persons there are who can carry two and a half mouths of loads but it cannot be carried by a weak man. The strength can be increased by gradual and constant efforts. 
Similar is the condition of mental strength. In order to reach the high spiritual sage, continued and sustained efforts are necessary. For this reason, the early sages used to stay away and far away from their own houses. Sufyan Saori said, The present time is very perilous. When the, unknown person, when the unknown persons suffer loss at present, what is the condition of those who have got name and fame? So the present people should change their residence in order that they may not be known to the people around them. Abu Naim said, I saw one Sufyan Saori going with one pitcher in one hand and one bag of leather full of articles in another. On being asked, he said, I am going to such a such place where commodities are cheap. Live where these things are cheap, as it is safe for your religion and light for your anxieties. Ibrahim Qaulan used to not reside in any place for more than 40 days. The fourth kind of journey. There is no fault in taking a journey to another place for saving oneself from epidemic diseases like smallpox, cholera, plague, or where the commodities are cheap. Sometimes such journeys become compulsory and sometimes commendable. If there is an outbreak of epidemic in certain locality, the people should not shift to another place as the Prophet said. Some people were punished with epidemic diseases before you. It remained in the world after that. It comes sometimes and goes away sometimes. When it breaks out in any place, don't go near it. When it breaks out in such a place where you live, don't go out of it fleeing. The Prophet said, My people will be destroyed by attack and epidemic diseases. Aisha asked, What is attack? He said, It is an epidemic disease like the plague of the camels. It grows in their views. He who dies of this disease dies like a shaheed or a martyr. He who stays therein is like a prisoner in the way of God. He who flees away from it flees away as he is fleeing from jihad. The Prophet said to one of his companions, Don't set up any partner with God even though you are punished and threatened. Obey your parents. If they will tell you to go out of your properties, you will go. Don't give up any prayer willingly. If he who gives up a prayer willingly gets free from the security of God, don't drink wine as it is the key to all sins. Give up sin as it displeases God. Don't flee away from jihad. It is an epidemic disease. Attacks the people. If an epidemic disease attacks the people amongst whom you live, stay with them. Spread from your wealth for your family and do not lift your stick from them and generate fear in them. It appears from the above hadith that to flee away from an epidemic disease is also prohibited. From what has been described, it is found that journeys of different kinds, good, bad and lawful. What is bad becomes sometimes unlawful as fleeing away of a slave or a rebel. What is not good is to flee away from an epidemic disease. What is good is sometimes compulsory and sometimes commendable. Journey for pilgrimage and learning are compulsory and for meeting with the sages and visiting their graves is commendable. What is lawful depends on the intentions of the person. If a journey is undertaken for earning money by abstaining from begging to protect the honor of oneself and his family or to give charity, it is lawful as they are intended within the actions of the next world. 
The Prophet said all the actions are judged by intentions. This hadith is applicable to compulsory, commendable and lawful journeys. A wise man said, God appoints angels to sojourners, that is the people who journey. They look to their intentions and they are given blessings according to their intentions. Rules to be observed in journey. Number one, pay compensation of operation and the debts and the loans. Provide the maintenance of those who are dependent on you and return the trusts which are deposited with you. Take lawful and good things for the journey and take sufficient money so that you may help others in needs. Ibn Omar said, to help a man in journey with lawful money is to honor him. Treat him well with the fellow pilgrims in journey. Give them food from you and disclose your good conduct to them as journey discloses the secret faults of the mind. A wise man said, if a man is praised by his fellow traders or fellow sojourners, there is no doubt that he is a good man. A wise man said, three men cannot be blamed for their anxiety. A fasting man, a patient man and a man who is making a journey. The conduct of fellow travelers becomes perfect if he treats well with his fellow travelers, helps them in their needs, shows sympathy with them and helps them in their loading and unloading of luggages and loads. Number two, to take a good companion in journey. Take such a companion in journey who will help you in your actions and your religion. When you forget, he will remind you. When you want help, he will help you at, as every man is upon the religion of his friend. The Prophet prohibited to take a journey alone. He said, three people form a congregation. When three of you form a company in journey, choose one of you as the leader. The companions used to do it and say, this man is our leader. The Prophet then appointed him as the leader. Make such a man as a leader who is amongst you the best in character and conduct and most kind to his companions and the places, the companions, and places the needs of the companions more than his own needs. The affairs of the world are best done if one is entrusted with the management as one, God manages the affairs of the universe. Had there been two gods, they would have fought with each other and all affairs of the world would have been mismanaged. The, the duties of a leader should be learned from the following example. Two friends, Abdullah and Abu Ali Rabati, one started on a journey. Abdullah said to Rabati, you are my leader. Rabati said to Abdullah, you are my leader. Then Abdullah was made the leader of the two. Thereafter, he carried his own luggage and the luggage of Rabati on his back as well. One night, they fell profuse rain. Abdullah held a blanket over his companion for the whole night. Whenever Rabati said, don't do it, Abdullah said, have you not selected me as your leader? So don't order me and don't do other than what I have ordered you to do. Rabati then said, I wished then that I had been dead and that I wished not to have said to him that you are my leader. This should be the duty of a leader in a journey. The Prophet said it is better to have four companions in the journey. There is surely some good in what the Prophet said. There are two duties of a traveler to protect the luggage and to go for taking necessary things. These can well be done if there are four people in a journey. Number three, take leave of relatives and friends. At the time of starting, recite the following verse. I trust, I entrust to God your religion, your trust and the result of your actions. The Prophet used to recite this. The Prophet said, 
when any one of you wishes to take a journey, he should pray for his friends because God gives good to them on account of his prayers. The prophet said, when you take a leave of any man, say, may God give provision of fear of God, forgive your sins and give you good when, wherever you go. He who stays at home should say this to the traveler. Musa bin Warth said, One day I intended to go to a journey and came to Abu Huraira to take leave of him. He said, O cousin, shall I not teach you what the Prophet had taught me at the time of farewell? He said, Yes. He said, I entrust you to God who does not break his trust. One day a man came to the Prophet and said, I intend to go on a journey. Give me advance. The Prophet said to him, in the protection and upkeep of God, my God, give you provision of God-fear, pardon your sins and direct you to good wherever you are. When you entrust to God, entrust everything to God and not a particular thing. The result of entrustment of a particular thing is found in the following story. A certain man with his sons came to Omar ibn al-Khattab at the time of distribution of money amongst the people. Umar said to him, the appearance of the boy is exactly like yours. I have never found such a similarity. The man said to, the, said to Omar, O commander of the faithful, I am narrating this story to you. When he was in his mother's womb, I was in a journey. When starting, I said to his mother, I am entrusting the child in your womb to God. Then I went abroad. When I returned, I saw that my wife had died. When I went to her grave, I found a fire burning over her grave. I asked the people, what is this fire? They said, this is the grave of your wife. Every night we are seeing this fire. I dug her grave and found a lamp burning there and this child was playing with the lamp. Then I heard a voice from the heavens. You have entrusted this child to me. Have you entrusted his mother also to me? You would have found her there after your return. Number 4. Pray istikhara, prayer before starting. A man came to the Prophet and said, I have made a vow of a journey, but I have written a death instruction. Tell me with whom shall I keep it? With my son, my father or my brother? The Prophet said, if a man prays four rakats in his house before starting the journey, he cannot leave a better thing than it. He shall pray these four rakats after putting on his dress of the journey, reciting therein Surat Ikhlas, and then say, O God, I am seeking your nearness by this prayer. So make this prayer as my successor for my family and my property. Then the prayer becomes his successor in his place of his family and the property and the guards around his house till he returns. Number five. Recite this invocation at the door of the house at the time of coming out of journey. In the name of God, I depend on God and there is no might and strength except God. To Lord, I seek refuge to you that I may not be misguided and that I may not misguide nobody, that I may not slip and that I may not make another slip, that I may not oppress or I am not oppressed that I may not make anybody ignorant and that nobody makes me ignorant. When you walk on, say, God, I have come out with your help. On you I depend and I consider you as my protector and to you I turn my face. O God, you are my object of trust and you are my hope. You are sufficient for what troubles me and what you know of me. It is 
Glory to live in your neighborhood, your presence is sufficient. There is no God but you, O God, increase my fear of God, pardon my sins and guide me towards good wherever I go. Number 6. Coming out in the morning for journey. The Prophet came out in the morning for journey to Tabuk and said, O God, give blessings to my people in the morning of Thursday. It is commendable to come out for a journey on Thursday morning. The Prophet seldom came out on a journey except on Thursday. The Prophet said, Give blessings to my people in the morning of Saturday. When the Prophet expedition he sent in he sent it in the early part of the day. The Prophet said, Give blessings on morning to my people. Journey should not be undertaken in the morning of Friday. The Prophet said, Go to the warriors in the way of God a few steps and to take care of their conveyance morning and evening are dearer to me than the world and its entire riches. Number 7. Not to align except in the midday is sunnah. Not to alight. Most part of the Prophet's journey was at night. The Prophet said, you should take journey during night because the earth is not so straightened at day as it does in the night. When you alight at a station, pray to Rakats and say, O God, I seek refuge to you with the help of your perfect words from the evils you have created. Number 8. Don't separate yourself from the company as you might be murdered. There shall, there shall be a guard at the time of sleep at night. When the Prophet slept at the first part of the night, he spread out his hands, and when he slept at the latter, latter part of the night, he placed his head upon his hand. He used to do that to stop oversleeping. oversleeping. If there were two companions, one should guard the other. Number 9. Show mercy to a riding animal and don't give loads to it beyond its capacity. Don't beat it to its faces as it is prohibited. Don't sleep over its back as it gives trouble to the riding animal. The Prophet said, don't take up the backs of your riding animals as a seat of comfort. It is commendable to alight from the animal morning and evening, thereby the animal is given rest. Number 10. Take six things in the journey. Ayesha reported that when the Prophet went out on a journey, he used to take with him five things. Mirror, antimony, scissors, toothstick and a comb. In another narration, it was six things. Mirror, uninal, toothstick, scissors, antimony and comb. Sa'ad said, the Prophet always used to take a mirror and antimony with him in journey. The Prophet said, at the time of going to bed, you should use antimony as it increases eyesight and grows eyelids. It has been reported that the Prophet used to apply antimony thrice in each eye. Number 11. Rules of returning from the journey. When the Prophet returned from expedition, pilgrimage, umrah, and at the end of other actions, he recited takbir three times at the time of crossing any elevated place and said, There is no God but Allah. He is one. There is no partner for him. Sovereignty is his. Praise is his. And he is powerful over everything. Thereafter, send news of your arrival through a man to your family. Don't come to them all of a sudden, except that you may see anything undesirable. Nobody should come to his family from journey at night. The Prophet prohibited this. Whenever he returned from journey, he used to enter first in the mosque, 
pray there two rakats, and then he used to enter his house and then say, I have returned home, being repentant to your Lord. I am making such repentance which leaves no remainder of sin. It is sunnah to take some delicious eatables for the members of the family. It has been narrated in the hadith. If one is unable to take anything with him, he should take at least a piece of stone in his bag. He said he laid a great emphasis to this as it cements love and affection. The secret rules of journey. Nobody should take journey except to increase the progress of his religion. If there is a chance of loss of any portion of religion, he should return home. Whenever you go out, intend to meet the religious people of that place and try to get benefit from them. Don't stay in one place for more than a week or ten days. If you wish to meet your relatives there, don't stay with them for more than three days, which is the limit of entertainment of guests. Some matters before the journey. The matters which should be known before the journey are divided into two parts. Number one, to know the rules of the religion made easy for journey. And number two, to know about the Qibla and the fixed times of the prayers. In ablution, two things have been made easy in journey. That is to wipe over the socks and to make tayammum. Prayer also has been made easy in some matters. To pray prayer short, to, com to complete and unite two compulsory prayers to pray on conveyance and to pray while walking on foot. In journey, it is not compulsory to fast. There are seven rules which have been made easy in a journey. Number one, to wipe over the socks. Safwan bin Asal said, When we were in a journey, the Prophet ordered us not to open socks of the leather for three days and three nights. One can wipe over the socks for one day and one night. The socks must be put on after full ablution. The socks must not be turned in any place and they are not to be opened during the limited time. They are to be wiped over the portion of ablution only. To make tayammum. Tayammum is allowed in journey when water is at a distance from where the sound are not heard or there are ferocious beasts near the water. The palms of two hands must be thrust upon the earth and with the palms faces to be wiped and then the palms will again be thrust upon the earth and therewith the hands up to the joints will be wiped out. One compulsory prayer is to be performed with one tayammum along with sunnah and optional prayers. Number three, to make compulsory prayer short. The noon, afternoon and night prayers may be made short by two rakats. It is to be performed in due time with the niyyah of Qasar and under no imam who performs full four rakats. According to Hanafi law, Qasar must be performed after crossing a distance of 48 miles from residence. Number four, to unite two compulsory prayers. Noon prayer may be delayed up to afternoon prayer or latter may be prayed along with the noon prayer. Similar is the case with evening and night which can be mixed together. The evening prayer must be said with the night prayer or night prayer with the evening prayer. It is lawful to give Juma prayer in journey. Number five, the Qibla. The Prophet prayed Sunnah prayers towards the direction of his riding animal while riding on it. Thereon, prayers were said by hints in binding and prostration. One need not turn towards the Qibla at the start of the prayer. Number six, it is allowed to perform sunnah prayers while walking on foot by hints and gestures without sitting at the time of 
tahayyat. Number seven, it is allowed for the journer not to fast. It may be kept on any other days. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.